Thanks for joining us for today's message. We're always so encouraged to know that God is using this ministry to touch lives all around the world through what He's doing right here at Meadowbrook. So if that's you and you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please send us an email at godstories at nbcocala.org. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can do so by giving online. Thanks so much for joining us and prepare your heart to hear from God. Hey, how about you help me welcome our uh, online audience. Thank you so much for being with us. We love you. Go ahead and give someone a high five and just tell them they're looking fantastic tonight. Tell them they're looking fantastic. You're looking real good. Now go ahead and sit down. Doesn't that just feel good? No one told me, by the way. Thanks a lot. Whatever. Who loves Pastor Tim? Anyone love Pastor Tim? Anybody love him? Yeah. Hey, if you're watching, we love you. Um, He's going to be in the pulpit this Sunday, so you just have to put up with me for one service, and then you get the main man back, and we're so glad that that he's going to be back, and he's resting. He's rested up, ready to come back, deliver a great series about it's his, not mine, a great uh, uh, series on stewardship. It's going to be an awesome time. But hey, my name is, is Nick. And I am the young adults pastor here at, uh, at Meadowbrook Church. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like, uh, yeah, it's, oh my gosh, Meadowbrook Church is such an amazing church. And it's an honor to be on the team. Uh, it's incredible. Just a few things about me. Uh, I've been married for, for three years, uh, which means I know nothing about marriage. <laughs> I need help. You, my wife, um, Emily up front, she's beautiful. Hey, baby, you looking good too? Okay. Um, she'll tell you I know nothing about it. I need help. Um, another thing about me, where are, my, where are my dog people at? Dog people, dog people, dog people. Awesome, yeah. Cat people. Not as proud. Okay, so I'm a dog person uh, in heart, but I'm a cat person uh, because my wife told me to be one. So we have a cat, and I don't like it, and it gets even worse. Her name is Kitty. We don't even have a name for our cat. Whatever. Another thing about me, I'm, uh, I'm 26 years old. Um, and I know a lot of you are probably thinking, man, when I was 26, I was dumb. What do you have to say, right? Yeah, I, I know. Maybe some of you are thinking, I have kids your age, or I have grandkids your age. Some of you guys out there are thinking, I know, I have socks older than you. And for you, sir, I say, mad respect. I hope to be like you, like you one day. And I know I'm young, and we can kind of make jokes and stuff, but tonight I just pray for you that you have a very diminished view of the messenger and just a greater view of the message that God has for us tonight. And I'm going to preach not out of strength, but out of weakness, because I need this stuff probably more than everybody everybody in here. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. So um, before we jump in, I kind of, I like to mix it up a little bit. So I'm going to divide y'all into sections. There's section one over there. Section two, it's a big one. Section three is a big one. And then section four over there is a big one. So I'm going to assign a holla back term to y'all. So this one over here is just good old-fashioned amen. Let me hear it. Come on, let me hear it. All right. This one is going to be, come on now. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. This one is going to be, that's right. That's right. All right. And this one, y'all got to be loud because there's a few of you. This is my favorite, though. Preach, white boy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We can't have that much fun. I'm going to point to y'all randomly, and I just want you to shout it out so remember what your word was. And at the end, we're just going to give God some praise and have some fun. That sound good? All right. Ready? Go. 
more time, more time. Give it up for yourselves. Come on, man. That's fun. What do we do when having fun in church? I don't know. I don't know. Tonight's message is called Portrait of a Leader. If you're taking notes, Portrait of a Leader. Because I believe that, that God wants to, wants to just make a beautiful masterpiece on the canvas of our lives. And a lot of times, I mean, it's easy to say, but I don't think we believe it. You know, because maybe there's some, there's some brush strokes here and there and you don't really know what's happening. What are you doing, God? And I'm about to show you a video that will illustrate this perfectly. The, the guy in the video is a beautiful art. I mean, it's, it, he's an amazing artist, but he's, he has this blank canvas and he's just kind of, and he's kind of on tippy toes a little bit, like, it's kind of weird. You'll see what I'm talking about, but he's just like flinging paint on the canvas and you're like, what is this guy doing? And, but at the end, at the end, he changes it, and it all makes sense, and it just blows your mind. And I, I think that's what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to make us into this masterpiece, a portrait of a leader, but, but sometimes it looks ugly, and we're like, God, what are you doing? What are you, I mean, you're just kind of flinging pain, and, but then you've ever had those days, it just all makes sense, and you can step back and go, wow, God, you were up to something all along. Let's go ahead and uh, run that video.
Yeah. Isn't that one of the coolest things you've ever seen in your life? Isn't that awesome? Y'all want to pray and go home? Is that, is that it? You done? That's what God wants to do for you and for me. He wants to make us into the portrait of a leader, a masterpiece, not just so that we can be pretty, but so we can turn our lives upside down so everyone can see Jesus through us. That's what this is all about, a portrait of a leader. That's what God wants to make you and me into, the canvas of our lives, a portrait of a leader. So we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you have your Bible, go ahead and grab them. 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. It's going to be up on the screen for you. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, just a, a quick um, summary before to kind of recap. This was written by the Apostle Paul. And if you're not a Christian in here, uh, you'll probably love the Apostle Paul because he wasn't always a Christian. He actually used to kill Christians. Crazy story. Uh, it, but the Apostle Paul wrote it, and he's writing this to his protege, Timothy. And the Apostle Paul is writing this from a nasty Roman jail cell. Not a jail cell like you and I think of with a, with a cot and an exercise yard, but this is a, a, a hole in the ground. That's pretty much it. A hole in the ground, and they just close them up inside of it. It's an awful, awful place to be. And he's writing this uh, right before he's going to be beheaded in Rome. So Apostle Paul kind of knows his end is coming. And uh, if you know that your end is near— are you going to leave any questions on the table? No. If you're writing, if you're, if, if you're on your deathbed and, and, and everyone you, you love is around you, you're not going to waste words. You're not going to waste words. And, and that's what this letter is. It's a beautiful picture of Paul telling Timothy, his protege, hey, I know my time is, is almost up, and this is what is most important. So uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, this is the passage we're going to be in our entire time together. Chapter 2, verse 1, here we go. Paul says, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace. Everyone say grace. grace. Be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. Now this grace that he's talking about is not the saving grace. It's not the, the grace to forgive. This grace is the word charisma in the Greek. And this word means a grace gift, a divine enablement, a, 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 a specific spiritual gift that you have, it says, be strong through the grace, the grace gift, the divine enablement that God has given you in Christ Jesus. Hey, church, you have a purpose. You have been given gifts by God, a divine enablement that, that you're good at things for no reason. Maybe you're just good with people. People just love you and they come to you and you're like, yeah, I'm awesome. And they think you're awesome and it's great. Maybe you can just build stuff, and you're just good with your hands. You know, maybe, maybe your thing is worship, or, you know, you can sing, or whatever your thing is. You've been given gifts by God, a charisma gift. And if we did this one verse, we could change the world. If you and I were just strong in the grace that God has given us, we could flip Ocala upside down. We could change this nation. We could change the world. If you and I just said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm going to stay in my, my lane. I'm not going to compare. We could change the world with just this one verse. Amen. Amen. Come on, preach white boy. I love it. We could. We could change the world. So Paul, in this letter, is going to give seven metaphors for what it looks like to be strong in the grace. Seven metaphors that what it looks like to be a Christian leader. Seven brush strokes that God wants to put on the canvas of your and my life so that we can become the portrait of a leader. Let's keep reading together. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. <clears throat> Paul says, You have heard me teach 
things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. The first brushstroke, if you're taking notes, is a mentor living a reproducing life. A mentor living a reproducing life. This is, it's so simple, but, it, but it's so hard to do. Just share your life with someone else. Just teach someone else what you already know. Just, just give some knowledge that you have about God, about faith, about life, whatever it is, and tell it to somebody coming behind you. Because people need a mentor, and you need to be mentored, a mentor living a reproducing life. And let me just say to, to my, uh, my younger people in here, my age, 26 years old, we're not as smart as we think we are. We need some mentors. We need some people to guide us because I don't have all the answers. I need to glean from someone farther along than me. And maybe you're thinking, you know, I don't have a mentor. I've, I've never been fathered. I've never been mothered. Well, the, the book that we love so much says you reap what you sow. So how about you be a mentor and then maybe God would honor you and meant to get, find you a mentor. I don't know. You reap what you sow. Maybe. I don't know. So the question with this brushstroke, there's going to be a question along with, with each one of these so we can kind of check ourselves and, and, and see how we're doing. The question with this is, who am I influencing? Who am I influencing? You can think that you're leading people, but okay, great. Who? Who am I influencing? Let, let's keep reading together. Verse 3. Paul says, Endure suffering along with me as a good, what? As a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. No, 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 no. For then they cannot please the officer who has enlisted them. The second brushstroke that God wants to put in your and my life and our lives together, not so we can be pretty, but so he can show the world Jesus through us, is a soldier living a disciplined life. This one's hard for me. This one, yeah, oh my, oh me. A soldier living a disciplined life. And before I go any farther, if we have any uh, active duty military or any veterans or family of either one, can you just raise your hand? Raise your hand. We want to honor you. Can we give it up for them, church? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We honor you. For, for, because of you are able to, to worship God freely in America, it's, it's awesome. But soldiers, they're disciplined, right? They get up early. Not me. That alarm goes off, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like hammer fisting. Why, God, why? And it's, it's bad. I don't like to wake up early, but th- this is why it's for me. They, they get up early, and they, they can train. They, they know what's coming because the order's coming, so I got to be ready. A soldier living a disciplined life. So the question with this one is, is what area of my life needs more discipline? Ouch! Or how about this? What does the, the floorboard of your car look like? Me too, I know. Why would God give you a new car if you can't take care of the one that you have? What area of your life needs more discipline? Here's another brush show coming your way from Paul to Timothy. Just God wants to make you into the portrait of a leader. Verse 5. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. Number 3. Everyone say, an athlete. Number 3 is an athlete living a focused life. An athlete living a focused life. And I'm, I'm sort of a back-in-the-day kind of athlete. Anyway, with me? And 
when I tell stories about how good I was, I'm always surprised with really how good I was. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm like, yeah, I used to play basketball and I started and yeah, I dropped like 37 points and I was, you know, a state finalist and yeah, all that stuff. And none of that happened. But as time goes on, you get better, don't you? You get better, you can do. And now I find myself, this is embarrassing. Now I find myself, <laughs> recently, I was bending over to pick something up and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> no, I'm a back in the day kind of athlete. I was real good back then, not so much anymore. I'm short and white and can't jump. That's just, that's just, that's just what it is. Don't laugh at me. Y'all are mean. An athlete living a focused life. And athletes, they give up so much to win the prize, don't they? They give up uh, fun. They give up time. uh, They give up sleep. They give up food. Ah, no. No. Chick-fil-A, fried chicken, Christian chicken. Don't you always want Chick-fil-A on Sundays? And then those darn Christians, they closed. They're like, what the heck? I got church and I want my Christian chicken. It just goes hand in hand. just makes sense. Chick-fil-A. Dan, Kathy, get your act together. An athlete living a focused life. So the question with this one is, what is standing in the way of my life mission? What's standing in the way of the prize that I know that God has for me? What's standing in the way? What, what things do I have to move out of the way so I can accomplish what I know God has called me to accomplish? An athlete living a focused life. Let's keep going. Paul just keeps the brushstrokes coming. Verse 6. And hardworking, what? Farmers. What? Farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. And this is, this is interesting. Think about what I'm saying the Lord will help you understand all these things. It's interesting that Paul does that. This is the only one that Paul goes, whoa, think about this one. Hardworking farmers should be the first one to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Stop. Think about that one. This is the only one I want you to be consumed with. Number four, the fourth brushstroke is a farmer living a fruitful life. A farmer living a fruitful life. Because a farmer puts up with a lot, especially back in their times. Farming was tough business. It starts with the tilling season, and that's just you and the back of an ox for a long time, and that can't be nice. It's gross, and you're just going, and it's just, it's just hot and sweaty and nasty, and there's no fruit even to be seen. You're not even sowing seed yet. So the tilling season goes, and then then you get to plant, and then you water, then you wait, and then the harvest comes. A farmer living a fruitful life. I think what Paul's trying to get across to you and me in this is, hey, be faithful in the process. Because between the promise and the payoff, there's a process that God wants to take you and I through. There's a harvest coming, but can you be faithful in the process? Because only those who are faithful will become fruitful. Only those who are faithful will become fruitful. A farmer living a fruitful life. So the question with this one that should be on all of our minds all the time, I know it should be for me. Am I driven by eternity? Am I driven by eternity? Is, are all of my efforts, all of my thoughts, all of my works, all of my relationships, all of my words— Are they driven by eternity, the harvest that God has for me? Let's keep reading. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, jump down to 15. Says, work hard 
so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Number five, the fifth brushstroke that God wants to give you and me, not so that we can be a pretty picture, but so we can show the world Jesus. Number five, a laborer living a skilled life. A laborer living a skilled life. And just so you know, Pastor Tim requires all of his pastoral staff to know three people in the nation that do our jobs better than us and to be in relationship with them. And I'm sure he'll ask me, hey, Nick, who are the college pastors or the young adult pastors in America that are better than you at your job? And when was the last time you talked to them? Because we're, we're try- oh my, that's right. We're trying to get better. We, 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 want, we want to be skilled in what we do. A laborer living a skilled life. So for you, who do you know that does something better than you? And are you in relationship with them? Who do you know that does business better than you? Or does parenting better than you? Or does marriage better than you? Or does finances better than you? Or fitness and health? Who is doing life better than you? And are you learning? Are you growing? Are you a skilled laborer? The question with this one is, what am I doing to get better? What am I doing to get better? And this is a great checklist that, that I, honestly, I've been using for myself all week. What am I doing to get better? Because if we don't get better, you and I are going to become critics of those who are. Ah, I've done it before. Can you believe them? They lost all that weight, and now they think there's something. You know you've done it. You have. You're judging people. It's bad. It's bad for you. What am I doing to get better? What am I doing to get better? Let's keep reading together. Paul keeps going. He's got these brush strokes coming. God wants to paint you and me into the portrait of a leader so we can show other people the way to Jesus. Verse 20. This one, this one will sting for me for sure. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, bling, bling, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Wow. Number six, a vessel living a clean life. A vessel living a clean life. Because according to this verse, there's two kinds of utensils. There's two kinds of vessels. They're the clean ones, the nice fine china that you never use. Why do we have it? I don't know. Costs a lot of money for no reason. So anyway, you got the fine china, you got the stuff up in the cabinet, the the nice plates fresh out of the dishwasher. I mean, germ-free. It's just sparkling. Ding! It's, they're nice. Then you have the ones down in the sink with, the, with yesterday's lasagna still kind of caked on it. And you didn't want to do the dishes. And they didn't want to do the dishes. And you're like, we'll just leave it. That's fine. And it's in the sink and it's gross. There's two kinds. Which one would you use? The ones up in the cabinet or the ones in the sink? Which one would God use? The one in the cabinet or, or the one in the sink? The question with this one is, What decisions do I have to make to keep myself pure? What decisions do I need to make to stay pure? And you guys are smart people. 
You don't need me to tell, tell you what that is. You know, there's something coming to your mind right now. Oh my God, delete my Facebook account. Oh, I can't stay at, uh, at work too late because yeah, whatever. Yeah. What decisions, or, or maybe I have to put a filter on my computer. What decisions do I have to make to make sure that I stay pure? Not, not so just on pure, which is great, but so that I can be ready for every good work that God wants to use me for. So that I can be the portrait of a leader. Paul keeps going. Verse 23. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. 24. A servant of the Lord. Everyone say servant. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. Easier said than done, Paul. Thank you. Be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Again, easier said than done. 25. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Number seven, the seventh brushstroke that God wants to put in the canvas of our life to make us into the portrait of a leader is a servant living a humble life. A servant living a humble life. Two of the most powerful things I've ever heard in my life were a man on his face cannot fall from that position. There, there, are, there are many men of God that, uh, that I've looked up to in, in, in my ministry career, and pretty much all of them start their, their, their prayer something like this. This is what Pastor Tim does, by the way. Eating carpet. Face down, a man on his face cannot fall from that position. If you humble yourself, there's nowhere to go but up. A servant living a humble life. If you and I humble ourselves, we cannot fall. God will lift us up. He opposes the proud, something like that. If we humble ourselves, he'll lift us up. And uh, (laughs) this goes out the window when I'm driving, though. When I'm in traffic, don't look at me like you're judging, like it's not you. I, uh, man, (laughs) seriously, uh, when I'm in traffic, mm, I'm not serving anybody but myself. (laughs) It's true. It's so bad. But like when, when I'm letting someone out, the rare occasion that I actually let someone out, I want them to be like, Thank you so much. You're so kind. I love you. Well, they never do. I let someone out the other day on the cell phone. All I got was a pinky. Put that pinky down. Just a pinky wave. That wasn't good enough. Seriously, I know it's true. It's bad. That's not, that's not humble. That's not. That's, it's, it's not. that's not humble. I, I really believe that God's called me to preach this message because I've spent hours with this material, and y'all only get 30 minutes. I need more work than anybody in here. I need help. My name's Nick, and I have a problem. <laughs> I do. Don't clap for that. That's weird, man. That's not, it makes you feel better, doesn't it? A servant living a humble life. The question with this one is, is powerful. What can I do to reflect Jesus more? What can I do in my life? How can I serve How can I give? How can I uh, humble myself and and lift other people up? That's what greatness is. That's what leadership is, is I'm going to get low so I can be a boost for you to get up. That's what Jesus did for you and I. 
how can I reflect Jesus more? How can you reflect Jesus more? And this is my prayer for C20. That's our young adult ministry here at, at, uh, at the church. And my prayer is that we have leaders that look like this. And my prayer is honestly that I look like this, that God brings us leaders that are the portrait of a leader, that they're servants and they're humble and they can come and, and serve. Because I don't know if you know, but there, there are over 10,000 young adults within the city limits of Ocala. That's a lot. There are th- thousands of young adults registered at CF four minutes away from where we're sitting right now. The College of Central Florida. Thousands of young adults that don't know Jesus. They're far from God, but they're close to us. And my prayer is that we get leaders like this. So I have a couple of things to ask you. The first one is, would you pray for us? Just pray for C20. Just, just pray that, that God would, would move in the hearts of young adults that don't know him. That the Holy Spirit would go out and do something that, that I'm not, not capable of doing, changing people. That he would go before us and, and draw people to himself because we can't do that. I can't even change myself. We need God to do it. So pray that he would, he would do it and pray for leaders. Pray, pray that God would bring us people that are the portrait of a leader to help take those people from where they are to where God wants them to be. And honestly, just pray for me. Pray that I would remain pure and, and filled up and, and passionate. Pray that, pray that I have something to give. Pray that I wouldn't burn out. I know so many people my age that already hate ministry. Friends of mine all over. I'm so glad that I'm in a healthy church that sets our, our pastors up for success. Yeah, you, you can give God praise for that. Thank you, God. But just pray for us, will you? And I, I know the question to ask. If you would, maybe lead a small group. Lead a young adult small group. Maybe some of you are in here and are like, that is... I'm not connected at all with that generation. I don't even know what they're thinking. They wear skinny jeans. They look dumb. What are they, what are they thinking? You've been thinking it the whole time. Well, let me tell you something. If a bunch of 20-year-olds just hang out with 20-year-olds, that's just stupid hanging out with stupid. We're all dumb. We're all stupid. We look, we look cool, but we're dumb. Not a lot going up in here. We need people that have life experience that can walk us through some stuff. You know, we do. We need people that have been tried and tested and proven faithful and fruitful in their life to come and help us. So would you consider leading a young adult small group to help us not be stupid anymore? And the, the last thing I would ask is, would you consider just getting on the dream team for C20? Come and help make an environment that, that unchurched young adults love to attend and they keep coming back and keep bringing their friends and we see God make an explosion revival in, in this generation. Would you consider it? If that is you, coming in, you saw in in the hall, you couldn't help but see it, our big old C20 tent out there. It's bright and yellow. I wanted it to be that way, so you just couldn't look away. You had to squint, but you're like, ah. Out there, uh, if you would, just walk out there, just sign your information. Um, You're not signing up for anything. All we're going to do is invite you to our next orientation at our next C20 service. So it's it's a hassle-free guarantee. But if you consider maybe leading a small group or getting on the dream team, go out there, just give us your info, uh, and we'll see what God might do through us both. But you know, I think at this point in the message, we could get pretty discouraged because we went through these seven brushstrokes, and I don't have a lot of them. 
you might be sitting kind of going through them and like, I don't have that one. Nope, not that one. Nope, not that one. I know I could, I've, I could feel like that. But I have good news. Let's go back to the very first verse that we read together. Second Timothy, I got good news. Oh my gosh, it's going to be good. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Paul says, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God, what? Yes. What? Yes. He gives you. All of these are a gift. We can't earn them. We can't make them ourselves. All of these seven brushstrokes that we talked about are a gift. And you may be sitting there kind of discouraged. Oh, it's going to be good. We know the artist. You may not have the brushstroke, but you know the artist. You know the one who can give it to you. You can't make it. You can't force it. You can't paint yourself. All of these are a gift that God wants to give you to make you into the portrait of a leader, not so that you can be pretty, not so you can be a nice picture, but so God can flip your life upside down and show the world Jesus through you. You know the artist. So look, look, look. Hey, if you may, yeah, you can, you can give God praise for that. Look, if you feel like I'm not a mentor living a reproducing life, Jesus is the good shepherd. He knows how to lead. Amen. He knows how to take people from where they are to where God wants them to be. You may say, I'm not a soldier living a disciplined life. You and I know the, Jesus. He's the, the, the commander of the Lord's armies. He knows what it is to be disciplined and to have authority and be under authority. You may be like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not an athlete living a focused life. We know Jesus, who is the finisher of our faith. The Bible says in Hebrews, for the joy set before him, he was able to focus and, and, and get away from the cross and sin and shame and whatever because the joy set before him, he could be focused. You may not feel like you're a farmer living a fruitful life, but you and I know the true vine. He's the one who brings life wherever he goes. Let's ask him. Maybe you feel like, you know, I'm not a laborer living a skilled life. We have a, a high priest who's sympathetic, who is a carpenter for years. You think Jesus had to get better at something? Maybe he hit his hammer a few, uh, hit his thumb a few times? I think so. He's perfect. But I think he probably hit his thumb. He probably had to go up. Oh, I got to move it. And he got to get better. He did. He's a, he knows what we're going through. So let's ask him to make us better. You may be like, you know what? You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not where God needs me to be. I'm, I'm not a vessel living a clean life. I'm trying not to cry. I want to be a big man about this. But we know the spotless lamb, the sacrifice that was perfect. You, yeah. I'll slide you that check later, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dad. All right. We know the Holy One. We know the one that we can't clean ourselves up. You can't clean yourself up. But if we do some things in our life to, to, to keep ourselves pure, when God cleans us up, if we keep ourselves pure, we'll be able to be used for, for everything God wants us. And you may not feel like you're a servant living a humble life, but you know the servant of all. Jesus said, if you want to be great, you have to serve. If you want to be first, you have to be last. And he served us all in the most supreme way. He humbled himself even to death on a cross. So let's just ask him. 
I can't motivate you enough. I can't get excited enough. I can't make you laugh enough. Let's just ask the artist who wants to give good gifts to those who ask him. You have not because you ask not. So can I pray for you? Can we just pray that God would make us into the portrait of a leader? Not so that we could be pretty, but so he can turn our world upside down so everyone can see Jesus through us. Can I pray for you? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's just pray. God, we just want to be different. Make us into a people that would reflect Jesus. Make us into a people that would lead people not to ourself, but to you. Our name isn't good enough to lead people to. We're not good enough. We need you to do it. We, we want you to change us. Make us into mentors. Make us into soldiers, to athletes, to farmers, to laborers. God, change us. Make us into vessels, living a clean life and Make us into servants. Come on, guys, just open up your heart right now. Receive what God would have for you. Just ask him in your own way. Whatever area of your life you you know is, is not what God would have it, just ask him to come into that area. Make it different. If it's a mentor, Say, God, I, I want to I change other people, but I need you to change me first. If it's a soldier, God, I want to be more disciplined. If it's an athlete, God, I need more focus. If, if it's a laborer, God, I want to be more skillful. I want to get better. Just ask him. If it's a vessel, God, come make me clean. And if it's serving, God, come make us humble. Change us, Lord. Only you can do that. We thank you for what you've done tonight, God. I pray we walk out of here different. Pray that we walk out of here with some more brush strokes. I pray that we're closer to the portrait of the leader you would have us. Not so that we can be a pretty picture, but so that we can show the world Jesus through our lives. We love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. Hey, give, some, give God some praise, man. That's awesome. Did y'all get anything out of this tonight? Did you?